I V M. After living 25 years in exile, the definition of home is changed. I think people who showed solidarity, who loved me, or uh, these like-minded people who, you know, support me, they are my home. And my home is everywhere. You know, in Paris, people who showed their solidarity towards me, who, you know, showed their support, I feel at home. Hello and welcome to the Filter Coffee Podcast. I'm very privileged to have with me today a guest who's been an inspiration to millions like me. Taslima Nasreen is a writer, physician, feminist, secular humanist, and a human rights activist. She's known for writing on women's oppression and criticism of religion, despite having been forced into exile for the last 25 years. Taslima is the author of over 40 works of fiction and non-fiction in Bengali, which have been published in over 30 different languages worldwide. Taslima's new book, Shameless, written in her native tongue, Bangla, is being published by HarperCollins in English. In fact, it was just published. The book is translated by Arunava Sinha, who I also have the pleasure of hosting as a guest in this episode. Arunava translates classic, modern, and contemporary Bengali fiction, non-fiction, and poetry from India and Bangladesh into English. More than 50 of his translations have been published just in India so far. He teaches translation and creative writing at the Ashoka University. Welcome to the Filter Coffee Podcast, Arunava and Taslima. Thank you. Thank you. Firstly, how are you both doing in these strange times? Taslima, how are you doing in the lockdown? <laughs> so I am in isolation, me and my cat. And uh, a, a little bit worried because of this coronavirus pandemic and uh, because I am about... Uh, 50 plus, and I have diabetes and hypertension. Uh, you know, if I get coronavirus, I will die. So I try to be very careful. I don't go out at all. Let's see. Right. That must be very, very hard for you. What is uh, your cat's name, if we may ask? Minu. <laughs> no, but Minu is having problems because Minu is crying, Minu is not getting fish, fresh fish, because fish market is closed. Machli mm. uh, Mundi is closed, so she's not getting fish. I cannot, you know, provide her any, uh, any, you know, fresh fish. So she doesn't eat, you know, other food. So it's, uh, and she's old now, she's 16 years old. Mm. And um, in human terms, she's 80. And she doesn't uh, eat dry food, which actually... She should, but because she's old and her teeth are not that strong, so she can't eat. So she's waiting for fish. I am waiting for fish. I don't know what would happen, how I can manage. It must be really, really hard for her, especially, I guess, with the, with the heaviness yeah. in, in the situation. Yeah. Uh, Arunava, how, how are you holding up? Um, we are fine. Taslima, I'm sorry to hear about that, but I'm sure you'll be okay um, because you're staying at home, right? And uh, if you don't go out at all, then you're completely isolated from everyone. It'll be hard for you to do that. But I don't suppose there's a choice. 
but you know, because uh, sometimes I have to buy vegetables or some things from outside. You know, some people help me to uh, bring all those things. But, mm. you know, mm. virus can come with all those things. I try to, you know, I try to use gloves and uh, mm. and mask and, and try to wash with soap mm. water mm. all those vegetables and whatever comes from outside. Yeah. But you never know. So, you know. Yeah, but uh, what I, can yeah. we do? We have to be careful, yeah. otherwise, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I guess also your 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 mental well-being is going to be uh, very very critical at this point, right? I, I really hope yeah. things ease out for you and Minu. But in fact, you know, uh, when we talk about uh, you know isolation um, and and being by yourself, it's, it's it's nothing new for you. You wrote this book, Shameless Taslima, uh, in 2017. after you had returned from europe you know where you were living for over a decade you were living in a flat in rodden street under the protection of the kolkata police and you were under tremendous pressure i think the, mm. the state government was at that point telling you that they were unable to give you any further protection and that it was best that you leave the city state or better mm. you know even the the country so i'm i'm guessing mm. it's not necessarily a great time to create right many would argue that how was shameless born in these stressful times yeah uh, you know i was forced to live under house arrest in kolkata in 2007 and i had nothing to do you know i couldn't go out i couldn't meet people no people no no, no friends could come to see me at my home so i was uh, isolated at that time also i had minu with me at mm. uh, that time i started writing this and i finished that book when i was uh, in kolkata but it was you know it was nothing new for me because as a girl you know in bangladesh i was not uh, be allowed to go outside a lot because i was a girl because you know i could be sexually harassed uh, if i go outside so i had to go stay at home and only the school and uh, in college i could go otherwise i had to stay at home so and then um, then when i started writing when i was uh, you know critical of religion the islamic fundamentalists issued fatwa against me you know they demanded my execution by hanging um and i was physically harassed when i was at a book fair or outside so i had to stay at home so uh, isolation self isolation is nothing new to me you know yes. so uh, on also in 2007 i had to stay at home because i was forced to live you know under house arrest and also when i when i was thrown out of calcutta i in in delhi also i was forced to live under house arrest for few months Mm-hmm. uh it was upa government and then i had to leave the This country 2000 to 2007, 2007, 2007 and 8 yeah, yeah. yeah and also before that in bangladesh when uh, bangladeshi um, government filed a case against me on the charges of blasphemy i had to go um into hiding right. and at that time i was you know staying at home and i was not allowed to go outside this is the mid so 90s not, 94 95 it was 94 yeah and uh, fatwa was issued you know uh, they 
demanded my execution by hanging and government was against me government banned my book government uh, you know arrest warrant was issued so so it is i am not very um, you know it's i what i told you that is not new for me i can live alone right. in a house without going outside without you know without receiving friends it happened to me so i can manage i think hmm. i can manage you can manage it is one thing but uh, uh, i think uh, the, the creation of shameless was in a way also the the result of all of these pressures you were facing at that point right in in 2017 yeah. can, can you talk to us about 20, how it was born how the book was born when i was living in kolkata i was thinking that uh, in my book lajja the the protagonist with his family actually left bangladesh for india they came, they came to west bengal so i imagined they are living in kolkata at the same city i was living at that time so i imagined their life in kolkata are they happy if they were if you know the the people actually in reality left bangladesh hindu people left bangladesh for for west bengal or for india are they happy how are they they are living what kind of life they are having you know so i imagine their life and then i involved as a writer i became a character of the book mm. so i met them they came to me i met my the characters of my fiction so i think is it is interesting when i was writing i also enjoyed that i found it is interesting that i am one of the characters and i met them uh, the the creator met the the you know all these uh, uh, the fictional characters it is interesting but uh, anyway so it's the book is not political it's just social and personal but personal is political anyway yes, yes. personal is is very very political uh, aruna you've uh, yeah. uh, you translated many books you worked with some amazing authors and uh, you know as, as we hear taslima's story behind how shameless came about um, i also read somewhere that uh, it was one intense burst for her how critical is it for a for a translator to go through the same emotional journey and identify with it as you're working on the book i don't think that's entirely possible even frankly i mean you cannot replicate the state of mind of the writer when you're translating and i don't think it's even legitimate to try hmm. but uh, you're also in a sense the a very close reader of the text and the text is therefore doing to you the things that the writer want the read in a you're affected the way that the writer wants the reader to be affected and perhaps because you're reading it more closely than any other reader uh, i dare say you might even be reading more, it more closely than the writer herself um you are therefore bound to be affected in a very intense way given the writer's skills mm. so that certainly happened when i was translating this novel and in fact uh, i have a question for tasima in this context because mm. she just mentioned that tasima you mentioned that you are a character in this novel which you are of course by name and uh, by circumstance yeah. you identify yourself as the uh, creator of the characters and uh, you will you will describe the how you live in and so on but i have a feeling that person is not entirely you 
I mean, the circumstances are the same as yours. Mm. But you have also imagined Taslima as a character in this book. What would you say to that? <laughs> yes, you know, I appeared there as Taslima, as the writer, and uh, I had police protection. What was happening to me? I described everything, but it's a reality. But again, fictional fiction. I yes, met Shuranjan. Exactly. This is fiction. I went yes. to Shuranjan's house and I met Zuleka and others. Those are fiction. Yes. So it is fiction and reality together. So you have to find out which one is, uh, yes. which one is reality and which right. one is fiction. So I think that clever readers will uh, will find out. Mm. Yes, but I think what what is remarkable what happens is that because Taslima makes Taslima, you made yourself a character. You therefore can now get Dadik personally involved with the characters, which yeah. of course you cannot do as only a narrator. So that that makes it very fascinating. And as a as as I was I was reading the book as I was translating it, Karthik, mm. because that's what I usually try to do oh, wow, rather okay. than read it beforehand. Um, because you know, then that discovery process is very raw, and that somehow percolates into your translation. So um, you know, I um, I was wondering what is going on inside this Taslima's head, the Taslima in the book, and I realized that she has not created a, a, a truly omniscient character uh, narrator. Mm-hmm. She has created a, a narrator who also is looking at it from a certain perspective, uh, as you would do perhaps if you were writing in the first person. And therefore, not everything that the Taslima in the book says also necessarily has to be accepted as exactly what is happening. It mm. is the it is Taslima's version of what is happening, you know. So, and and the novel itself rests in a place of speculation. I don't want to give away anything, right. but you are you are constantly doubting as you read. You are mm. you are wondering what is going on, what really happened, versus the way the characters are reimagining what really happened. So it's quite fascinating because and it's very meta because then you have the the author herself as a character who is imagining or making it up or it really happens. So it, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful labyrinth. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I try to make the characters complex. Is no, it's yeah. not like this. Okay, this is happening. He's yeah. thinking this, and uh, uh, already you know it would happen like this. You know, the readers will not. Uh, actually figure out what is happening because people are complex and in many novels especially in bengali novels uh, the the novelists i think do not try to create complex character you know people we are complex we just don't decide one thing and always uh, actually our decision remains the same no we change and also here in my book Shuranjan and Juleka and other characters, Maya, you know, they are constantly changing. They are constantly changing their decision. They are, they are also changing. It's like real people. Real people, uh, real people also are complex. You know, uh-huh. they uh-huh. sometimes they they tell uh, truth. Sometimes they lie. Uh-huh. Sometimes they are very good. Sometimes they are very bad. Sometimes they are cruel. You know. It's human beings are like this. Mm. So in my book, actually, the characters are like that. Mm. They make mistakes. Sometimes they, they regret. And sometimes, actually, they, mm, you know, they become very, very they soft to others. Sometimes they're very cruel. You know, mm. so I try to create like this. And in the end of the book, actually, 
kind of some women realize that they should fight for their rights. It's kind yeah, of no, no, probably at the end. Don't give it away. <laughs> yeah, mm. but you know what Sashima is saying? So as a result, the characters are thinking as they go along. Mm. So they're not perfectly structured in the way they speak, in the way they, their thoughts are uh, expressed. So there is this kind of frenzy, there's this kind of uh, energy in the writing, you know, mm. which I think I was more struck by than anything else. So I, I was traveling along with the characters themselves as they discovered their world and their own relationship to it. And very interestingly, the Taslima character also is in the same process discovering her own relationship with the world she inhabits. It's not like she is in a place where she knows everything and everything has fallen into place and there is perfect clarity. So for all the characters, it's a huge journey of discovery. At least as a reader, that's what I felt. Mm. Um, mm. And, and that necessarily means that your prose is not, you know, calm and composed and very coldly aesthetic. No, it's very charged. It's, it's uneven. It's, it follows the rhythms of thought. It has that kind of manic mental energy that, you know, you acquire when you are going through a time of deep crisis or when you're going through a deep transformation. Mm. And really, most of the characters here go through massive crisis, you know, both active and of, of crisis of their own making and crisis created by other people's actions. Mm. Mm. Um, so so that, that was, um, I mean, I hesitate to use the word challenge because that's a bit cliche, but that was very much a moving goalpost, you know, to capture, to aim for when I was translating. That's beautiful. And, uh, you know, if you had not mentioned it, Arnav, I wouldn't have guessed that you were translating it, translating it, uh, you know, uh, along with your first reading of it simultaneously, right? That's something I wouldn't have guessed intuitively about your process. But I must yeah, say, another yeah. thing is that the Slima mm. there is narrating, uh, you know, She's the author of the book and also she is the character. But I didn't make the Slima character yeah. very nice or, you know, very good or very, you know, not kind of saying. She is also very jealous. You know, she is also very, uh, very what? Uh, she, felt, uh, she fell in love and she, uh, you know, she's, she's not, she, she didn't do everything right, you know. What I found that oh, I was actually enjoying when I, when Toslima, the fictional character there, was actually misbehaving with others or, you know, jealous. Mm. It was, uh, you know, it's like I, I wrote my autobiography. I, I uh, you know, seven books of my autobiography were published. In, the, in those books, actually, I did not say that uh, whatever I did or everything I did was uh, right or good. Many mistakes I have uh, described of mine, you know, in that book also, in Shameless, also, the Slima was not perfect. I, I get that she's flawed, but I just wanted to ask you if you have ever done this before, which is have the Slima as a character either called Taslima or not, in any of your fictional works before hmm. this? You know, in my novels hmm. and short stories, you know, I describe my feelings and my experiences, but probably they are not, you know, me, 
but some other women. So of course, all writers do. They put their experience through other people. So it happens. Right. And you know, and both of you spoke about the characters being flawed, and and I think uh, even in uh, in Lajja, in Lojja, uh, Suranjan is the son who believes that nationalism will be stronger than communalism, but progressively he's is disappointed, right, in the work. Right? You know, if you look at, uh, uh, and you yourself mentioned a couple of times that this is not a, a work of politics. This is more of a, a work that is societal in nature and about human relationships. And in your note, actually, in the author's note in the book, you also mentioned that Suranjan has grown indifferent to politics. In a way, is he reflecting your, your current state of mind when it comes to politics? Suranjan lost interest in politics, I think that sometimes when I look around, when I look at the the politics of the subcontinent, I don't have any interest, you know, because I find that the politicians are lying, politicians are not doing, uh, you know, things for the for the people, for the well-being of people, for the country, you know, they are. They are selfish. They are doing all only for their own interest. So I lost interest as well as Suranjan in my fiction. So in a way, it is it is a reflection of of what you're you're going through. I don't know about when you know you translate a work like this, right? Mm. Um, and especially with an author like Taslima, while she's indifferent to politics now. Um, her views on society, religion, etc., is, is very well known. Is it important for you to share a worldview with the author? No, it's not important to have a perfectly congruent worldview. It certainly helps if you are broadly on the same page, mm. um, because if there are very direct uh, points of opposition, then it might somewhere uh, filter through in the form of discomfort into your into the translated prose. So in that sense, I guess we are lucky. And I think, in a sense, Taslima also would not have agreed to my translating her book had she not known that very broadly we are in the same space, mm-hmm. even if there are individual points of uh, divergence, which there well might be. I mean, I don't know if there are, either that we haven't discussed them. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I were to suddenly have to translate a book written by a very, uh, you know, someone who might be a fine writer, but is, is thinks communally, or thinks in a in a in a bigoted manner, or does not have a, an open liberal outlook, or does not believe in equality among genders, or does not believe. Uh, in fact, the one thing that Tasim and I are absolutely in agreement on is our is our atheism. Hmm. So that's a great comfort. I almost, I, you know, I often find it. I won't say difficult. But I am always wondering whether a writer I'm translating, you know, is a firm believer in God and religion. And while that does not prevent me from translating them, I, and as for most of us, most of our friends are probably, or many of our friends, if not most, are in that same space, that doesn't prevent us from liking them. But, right. you know, you always wonder whether something will slip in that you will be, uh, you will be uncomfortable with. In fact, I once translated a novel long ago by a dead author, where I actually had to put in a translator's note saying that I do not concur with the following <laughs> views in this novel. You know, the novelist and not mine. Right. 
And also, uh, as an author, I think that I um, feel comfortable when, you know, like-minded people who are, uh, you know, if the translators are like-minded and translate my book, sometimes very religious person, very misogynist translate my books. And all the time I'm I'm worried, what <laughs> will they do? <laughs> yeah, this reminds me, uh, I think, of a, of a recent um, a press statement you had made, Taslima, which is about you know, when all the conversation was happening around uh, citizen amendment bill in India, etc., You've spoken about uh, how it is important to also keep in mind the non-believers, right? the atheists, when when revelations like this are happening. Right? You, were there any takers for for that line of thinking? Yeah, you know, in Muslim community, the people who are, I should say, ex-Muslims, they were Muslims but became atheists, became non-believers, and they're very critical of Islam in Bangladesh, and they get you know hacked to death. They are, uh, they get persecuted, you know, they are in prison and uh, the the uh, Islamic terrorists are killing them. Many of them left Bangladesh for Europe and America. But if, uh, you know, India could accept them and uh, give them shelter because they are, they are in, um, you know, they can, they could be, you know, killed anytime in Bangladesh. So they are. Uh, those people are persecuted as well as those uh, uh, Muslim background people who are critical of Islam. They they are writers or they are not writers. You know they are. Uh, you know so many atheists were killed mm. by fanatics by by terrorists in Bangladesh. So they could get shelter in 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 India. Well, it seems like a like a very distant view to the kind of discourse we've had in this country at least in the in the last year or so. Um, uh, you know, oh, I want to come back uh, to you, Taslima, on the on the politics of this just before we close. But uh, since both of you were talking about you know being congruous on certain beliefs, um, Arunava, is it uh, in your process? Uh, are there times you know when you're translating a work uh, this complicated that you guys talk when you're unsure about something? Is it a collaborative exercise? <laughs> um, some it could be. But to be honest, I to me uh, this the quality of a of a writer's work is lies in how few questions I have to ask rather than how many. So <laughs> in in that way, you know, Taslima's book was was like a hot knife through butter. I didn't have to ask any questions at all because um, I think I've, I I had a clear reading of of where it was going, mm. um, and she read the draft afterwards. So no, in that sense, it wasn't a live collaboration. Taslima, I want to ask you something, you know, um, outside this book. I think uh, like all great creators, the cities you live in have an important connection to your creative process. Right? And, and, and I think this is true in, in your writing as well. Um, uh, you, you're now in, in Delhi. And, and what's your relationship with Delhi? You know, it was not my choice. When I had to leave Bangladesh in 1994, it was a plan, actually, by European Parliament uh, to take me to uh, a safe country in Europe. So I ended up uh, in uh, Sweden. So I became Swedish citizen. I lived in Sweden and uh, Germany and France. And also I lived in America. 
But I always longed for my country. I wanted to go back to my country, but it was not possible. The door was closed. Hmm. So I actually missed my language and uh, Bengali environment. So I decided to come to Kolkata. So in the beginning, for six years, I didn't get any visa for India. So whenever I got the visa, I started coming to Kolkata, you know, there I have friends, I have publishers, you know, so, uh, so I feel so comfortable staying in Kolkata. So I decided to live in Kolkata in, you know, since 2004, I started living in Kolkata. So when I was thrown out of West Bengal, after living there for three and a half years, my dream was to live in Bengal because either, oh, you know, East Bengal or West Bengal, because I'm a Bengali writer. I, it, I, I write in Bengali. I think in Bengali, everything in Bengali. So I couldn't, I couldn't live uh, outside Bengal, you know, not in Europe or America, even though I had, you know, I was, I was, I was a celebrated author in, in, in Europe. I got so much respect, so much honor there, but still I wanted to live in Bengal. So it was my dream. My dream was not to live in Delhi, but because I'm not allowed to go back to West Bengal or East Bengal, so it is the only, only, only city there uh, where I can, I am allowed to live. And also it is near Bengal. So it is my satisfaction that I, my friends can uh, come to meet me. And uh, it is, uh, and India is, you know, Bengali is, India is one of the languages. So I feel comfortable here. Uh, I would feel much more comfortable if I could be allowed to live in Bengal, in Kolkata, if not Dhaka. Yeah, yeah. So it is that I have no other alternative. So I am living in, in, in New Delhi. So pollution is, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I have problem to live in uh, air pollution. But what can I do? But it is much better. I feel that I am not in Europe or America. I am, I am in the subcontinent. That gives me satisfaction. Right. right. And I hope, uh, I think if there is anything that helps during the lockdown, I think it's the fact that the air quality is has become significantly better in our city. Taslima, it's, uh, it's now been 25 years um, since mm. you've been in exile, right? I think it recently was the 25th year. Um, yeah, 25 are you, years. Are you tired? In, in times like this, what, what gives you hope and keeps you going? No, I'm not tired. It's not, you know, I, Bangladesh, I don't feel that it's my home anymore. You know, after living 25 years in exile, the definition of home is changed. I think people who showed solidarity, who love me, uh, these like-minded people who, you know, support me, they are my home. And my home is everywhere, you know, in Paris, you know, people who showed their solidarity towards me, who, you know, showed their support, I feel at home. So it could be anywhere, in Canada, in, in, in Berlin, you know, in India, everywhere. So I, I feel that people are my home, not any place, not anymore. 
I don't, you know, if I get ever get any chance to go back to Bangladesh where I was bo- born and brought up, I don't think that I would feel at home because most of the people, if they don't support me, if they don't, you know, share my views, if they, are, they oppose me all the time, if they want to kill me, why should I feel at home there? You know, so home means love. Wherever I get love, I feel at home. That's beautiful. It's beautiful and, and, and so inspiring. I hope uh, the lockdown um, sort of is, is easier on you. I hope the, the physician in you is, is more conscious than, um, <laughs> you know, than anything else. But uh, are you, um, what, what are you reading or, or watching these days, Taslima? What, what's keeping you occupied? I'm uh, watching these days news a lot to know what is happening in the that world. Be good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, trying to read and write, but it's hard to concentrate. It's, uh, you know, it's difficult though. But um, but trying to, trying to write and read both. You're reading feminist books. Wonderful. And uh, writing also. And watching, watching, sometimes watching movies. That's wonderful. Anything from what you watched or uh, read recently that you would want to recommend to this audience? <laughs> I have watched a movie, hmm. Shoplifters. It's oh. a Japanese movie. I really like it very much. And also Kapanam uh, is, is wonderful. And, and some of the movies, uh, science fiction. I like science fiction a lot. The Road and the survivalist these are so you know post-apocalyptic movie we are kind of in similar situation you know right so i hope that human will not be extinct that's that's Uh, beautiful i wouldn't have uh, assumed before this call that the slima was was a zombie fan but uh (laughs) very happy to know that I don't know. What about you? What are you? What are you watching, reading, or listening to? Um, I don't really get too much time to watch because my normal working life continues. Mm. I I teach at the Ashoka University and we're doing classes online. Right. So the semester is in full flow, and um, it takes a little more time actually to talk to students individually because we can't meet on campus. So I'm doing that, and I do my other uh, uh, work, which is to run the book section on Scroll.in, and then I'm translating as well. So it's pretty much a full life plus additional housework. So yeah, not much. Time but you should sometimes in. watch good movies. I know I should, yeah, but yeah. something I have to give up on. And it turns out that uh, you know between reading and writing and watching films, it's always films that uh, suffer. Yeah, that's that's mm. that's very interesting. But but definitely you should check out Shoplifters. I'm I'm a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Now that you've told <laughs> me, yes. Um, and of course, uh, another thing that the audience can do is they now can read. Uh, shameless uh, on, yeah. on Kindle or on any other uh, ebook platform. I'm assuming. Congratulations to to the both of you on the the release of the book, and uh, as published by by HarperCollins, of course. And, thank uh, you. Stay safe and thank, thank you so you. much for your time. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Karthik. Thank, thank you for you. this the conversation, and you you be well too. Thank you, Taslima. Thanks, Arunava. Mm, bye, thanks. Taslima. Very nice to yeah, Bye. So that was our show. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcasts.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I am the underscore Karthik. That's Karthik with an H on Twitter. 
and filter underscore coffee that's coffee with a K on Instagram.